Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Martin Rövik and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Tere Lars. Tere Martin. Good to see you as always and looking forward to recording another episode for you. Uh, not for you, but with you for <laughs> all the GTDers and GTD curious people out there. Mm. Um, we record this episode or this podcast to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. So we hope that this episode supports you in that. And as always, if it does, we'd love to hear from you. If you're new to GTD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six on the podcast to get an introduction to the basics of GTD. And today's episode number is number 65. And I'm really looking forward to today's episode. It's a listener questions episode, which can hopefully really help some GTDers out there. But before I, I would normally hand it back to Morton right now, but before we do, I just want to mention our GTD summer camp. So this is a nonprofit event that we organize in Denmark. It's organized by a group of Danish GTDers. Jens, Mikael, Birgitta and Feder are all uh, working on this uh, uh, as we as we speak. Um, so it's an event that will take place in June in Denmark. Both Morton and I will be there. David Allen will join us uh, for a virtual Q&A. Uh, we have a lot of great sessions planned for uh, Saturday and half of, of Sunday, giving you plenty of time to travel home on Sunday if you if you need to do that. So it's cheap to participate. Half the seats are already uh, sold. Uh, we have people from seven different countries, I think, by now, uh, and all different types of people with uh, different backgrounds. So this will be a fun, great weekend. Everyone will surely level up their, their GTD game. And, you know, GTDers are just the nicest people. So it'll be a, a great weekend to uh, to spend, uh, spend together with nice people. So we hope you'll be joining us. GTDSummerCamp.com is where you can go to read more about it, to sign up. And um, just want to mention that before we head off into today's uh, episode. Yeah. Thank you, Lars. And uh, for those of you who are listening or watching now, this is last year. It was really good. And I'm sure mm -hmm. that will, um, if it's half as good as last year, you must attend. Uh, mm -hmm. it, was a, it was an interesting event with a lot of people um, learning and uh, the feedback we got was overwhelmingly positive. So mm -hmm. I hope we will see you there. It's, it's a way you also can hang out with us if you'd like to ask questions or something. We are going to be there. And I'm Am I totally mistaken? Because I'm not as uh, fully connected with this as you are, but there's going to be a um, virtual coaching session there as well, I think. Is that, or not a virtual, yes. but a coaching session, live one, like we did last year. Yeah. We're looking into how we can how we can best do that. So right now, the mm -hmm. uh, parts of the program have already been scheduled. So David is joining us on Sunday as the last mm -hmm. event before we wrap up for the, for the day and mm -hmm. get a nice group picture and all that good stuff and say goodbye to everyone. Um, but we have have some different plans for for what happens during saturday some really cool uh, speakers and we'll be talking a lot about gcd different aspects of it mm. uh, so a lot of thoughts has has gone into this and, and like you say we will likely do a sort of a live coaching event on the evening of um, of that saturday just mm. to hang out and discuss systems and just give you an example of what that might look like so mm. again gcdsummercamp.com Hope to hope to see you there. Indeed, indeed. Hope to see you there. So, moving on into today's uh, episode, we this is a listener questions program, and I think you have two questions lined up for us. One from Gregory Bard, I think. 
Yeah, one came from from Gregory. He sent us an email uh, a few months back uh, talking about if we might be able to go into more detail about the on hold category. So he wrote uh, at several points in the podcast series, you've mentioned the projects on hold and more recently next actions on hold. I wasn't able to find very much detail about this in David Allen's books. I have to admit that I haven't reached halfway with the ready for anything uh, and uh, um, I think there was a brief mention of projects on hold in making it all work. Nonetheless, maybe you might like to do an episode about this. Mm -hmm. And this is touching on to our second listener question, which was from, which is from, um, or not a listener question maybe, but a comment, or, or is it a question from Jukka Bachmann, our, <laughs> our friend and partner in Finland? Yeah, exactly. No, there was a, there was a, a reflection on uh, on this in the sense that how do you know that you simply have too much on your plate, which mm. lines up very nicely with with Gregory's question. Mm -hmm. So, so this was uh, referring back to a, a coaching session uh, from from a while back uh, with someone who was already experienced as a GTDer, um, and they went into some details in trying to calculate so how much time was actually available, trying to really get an overview of that. Mm. Um, and looked into the numbers, so maybe 50, 60 uh, real email messages on a given day that needs to be acted on. So estimating that might take maybe maybe two minutes on, on average per message, that would be 120 minutes, uh, meaning that per week, that would be more than one day just spent simply <laughs> processing email. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, there wasn't enough time just for that, because there was already, you know, uh, meetings going on, different routine maintenance things that needed to happen. Um, a huge project list, 90 projects going on. Um, did we have everything scheduled? Did everything have a next action? Was there room in the calendar? And you could really see that this person was, was struggling to, to, to get through all of these, uh, these things. Hmm. Um, and then from that on, just a reflection on the fact that you do see some organizations, you know, throwing more and more stuff at people that are yeah. really busy already, knowing that they will then stretch their hours to 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 get it all done. Yeah. Um, and it was clear based on this that, you know, this this person wouldn't stay at that organization for for much longer because this yeah. was simply the the workload that was being thrown at him. And yeah. and it really was, uh, as he wrote, such a huge loss for an organization to lose people like him because they actually really get so much stuff done. Yeah. And the combination of emails and actually seeing his projects and calendar from this point of view, simply underline that this is a game he can't win. Hmm. Indeed. So when you, 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 you read the, 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 or the questions or the comments, I, I started reflecting on them and I am... I think might be a good angle that we can tack this that because when you have the, the, the episode title is do you have too much to do which is kind of like a rhetorical question because a lot of people do have too much to do and um, and how do you deal with that uh, on a total to totality level um, David Allen uses um, and a quote that goes something like this here is that um, uh, mosquitoes can uh, do you remember that mosquitoes can the kill the? Uh, sorry again. Ruin the hunt for big game. Yeah, ruin the hunt for the big game. Yeah, exactly. And and in this in this um, context or this uh, thinking about having too much to do, that 
that um, uh, you know the, the the mosquitoes can be everything from yours your you multitask yourself in your brain you're not using ggd fully you're still having th I mean, what what we call mental monkeys that are roaming around mm. in your in your brain um, but they they can also be interruptions by others um, teams knocking on the door emails sorry um, phones um, and then on top of that uh, if you have a huge email um, you know inflow and and meetings on top of that 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 hinders you of getting things done because mm. um, do you have too much to do yes maybe you have but is it you know is it your job to be in email for one hour a mm. week um, are you in the right meetings um, for instance so i'm looking at the mosquitoes what i would suggest i don't know how you would attack this but i will throw this to you lars like a curveball here it comes so mm -hmm. if you are you are in a, a, a person who have a lot of um uh, distractions or or interruptions let's call them interruptions and uh, a lot of emails a lot of meetings how would you handle that how would you scale back on that if that's you know that what I call it the mosquitoes, or I would also call it a low-hanging fruit because you can actually do something about that. Mm, yeah, you know, a calendar is always a good good place to start, and I love talking about this to people, also in, in the introductory speech that we that we do, just to talk about. So, what does your calendar actually look like? And that mm. really varies so much from person to person. Um, I had a Q and A with a client this morning where uh, some of their employees joined, and we talked about this. And, and you know, even on that call, even from the same department, it was very different from person to person how uh, how booked their calendars were. Mm. But coming back to the reflection that many people recognize in not having room for all the unplanned work is, mm. is really something that I always enjoy. And I have to, <laughs> I have to remind myself as well, because when I look at my list and I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get so much done this week and, um, the unplanned factor of work. So how much mm. actually shows up, um, and as you know, in the previous version of the seminar that we delivered, we used to ask people to weigh in. So how much of their day was unplanned? And we, mm. uh, back then, at least in Denmark, the, the responses would, you know, vary from, from 30 to 70% of their mm. day was, was unplanned. Uh, mm. Even the, the highest ones actually coming from one of the, the biggest uh, medical or pharmaceutical industries in, in Denmark, where I thought, you know, everything's just, you know, lined up and, and, and easy to, <laughs> to attack. They really had a lot of, of things uh, showing up. And then taking that into context of the calendar. So what does your calendar look like? Do you have, you know, let's just say 30, 35% of available space just to handle the unplanned work, then maybe an hour, you know, or maybe maybe even more, as in, as in this case, in the listener question, where, you know, we need to sort of scratch that as well in the calendar and say that's, that's how much time it takes for you to stay on top of the incoming stuff. And then if you have half a day of meetings, you know, you're not going to get anything done from the list. No. So it really is, I, I'll, that's, that's a really nice place to start. And if we then start to look at the calendar, so what can we actually do about this? Again, my experience is it really varies from organization to organization, how many people... Yeah, what the calendar culture is, if we if we wanted to focus on that, um, what shows up? Uh, are you just invited at random to things where you could just get a uh, a summary of things? Uh, can you send someone else? Can you delegate it? Uh, can we just skip it and attend every three weeks, four weeks? What can we actually do about those things that are in your calendar? Mm. Yeah, and you pause now for me to comment, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would I would tie that uh, yes you're you're absolutely right um, about meetings. Um, one of the things I find 
as an interesting exercise to do with people is when we are looking at interruptions, you know, talk about what interruptions do you get? Um, and uh, do you need to get all of them? And I mean, mm. like interruption can be team messages. It can be people knocking on your door, people calling you. And when I talk to people about, you know, make sure that you are doing mm, the most of the right things is one of the things you have to um, understand is that you need your concentration. And if you're interrupted, you're not doing GGD when you're trying to do concentrated work. So, so sh shutting off uh, the world outside so you're not interrupted, like close your door, hang the do not disturb sign or the genius is thinking sign on the outside of the door, do, do <laughs> not disturb. Um, do go do not disturb on Teams. Uh, go in your phone for, you know, focus work mode so you're not interrupted by others. That's, that's, that's an easy, you know, easy way to, to make sure that you are getting more of the right stuff done. Um, when it comes to emails, you, you, I think you kind of you mentioned that, but a lot of um, the emails that I see my clients have in their inboxes are everything from you know um, analytics emails from reporting systems that is you know not urgent that actually don't need to go into your inbox. It could be routed outside somewhere else into a separate folder called like mm. reports or read later or read before I leave today or or I don't know what you want to call that folder, but you can do email um, triaging upfront. So you can, you, and I, I have a, I've been mentioned. I think I mentioned this before on the on the podcast as well. As I have an idea for what I call the the email nirvana or the inbox nirvana is that when you have only emails uh, hitting your inbox that you actually have to be to clarify and organize uh, mm. that really needs your attention. You need your brain power to decide what it is. So so to route everything that is you don't need to see immediately as it arrives. Take get it somewhere else. Get it mm. into a folder. And then unsubscribe from everything else that is, a, you know, a mosquito that you don't need to see at the moment. You know, the, uh, like all the emails um, you will not read at all. But, they, mm. you know, kind of I, I signed up for that at some point. But uh, I, th and I think I, uh, my best intentions are that I will read them. But did, do you? No, then get rid of them. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but I see that all the time that people are or, um, you know, signing up for emails, sorry, newsletters. And I, if you are signing up for our newsletters, feel free to unsubscribe if it doesn't give you something. If you are just looking at them going, I want to read that, but I don't have time. And you know by yourself that um, I will not read that at all, then unsubscribe immediately. I will not be, <laughs> I will not be disappointed in you. Uh, um, I will be more proud of you that you're actually taking responsibility for your <laughs> own uh, attention. Um, so, so that if you, to get all the emails um, out of there that you don't need to see, so that you are using email um, rules, um, you can set up rules for uh, auto-routing emails outside your inbox and into a folder or unsubscribe everything else you don't need to get. And uh, hopefully you will spend less time in emails um, uh, at that point. Hmm. But... Yeah. No, but that I just saw that in my in my own. I, I, I'm trying out a different uh, email client and I just noticed I actually have a newsletter one which then routes uh, a newsletter that I wanted to hang on to. 
mm-hmm. uh, puts them in and says, oh, yeah, well, that's pretty interesting. And then mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll check it if and when I, I find the time time for it. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to, like you say, try to get the yeah the unnecessary stuff that you don't need to see in there yeah. to, to see if you yeah. can can manage that differently on subscribing setting up rules etc mm. one thing i just wanted to mention because this this client this morning they they mentioned it that if you're struggling you know you say uh, you go on do not disturb on on teams but then mm. you know in this case three people still would interrupt within a single hour uh, mm-hmm. so so it's not always the culture that people respect however you set that up so you may yeah. need to actually go fully <coughs> offline um Mm. From a calendar perspective, what uh, I often see people doing is uh, marking events as private, because yeah. that will tend to to get uh, in quotes a little more respect from from others. Mm. Um, one of the others mentioned that well, they'll mark it as out of office, so mm. it'll look like they simply are not in the office, and that will uh, typically make it more easy to to hang on to. For example, yeah. the weekly review. Mm. Yeah, and I do agree. The meetings and the, the um, the calendar is important and to make sure that you get don't get interrupted but to, to get back to into to meetings again is that if you if you get rid of the low hanging fruit or the low hanging mosquitoes if you may uh, then then continue on meetings and and t- take a hard look at them and look at what meeting, meetings do I not need to be part mm. of um, but when you get there and even when you go to emails interruptions it might be difficult to make that call on do I really need to you know, attend this meeting or do I need to be interrupted by this person or do I really need to read this person's emails even though I'm in the CC field mm. and I'm CC'd on it. So, so and that ties us up to areas of focus. Um, in the Getting Things Done methodology, um, we have um, you know, the control aspect of GTD and we have the perspective aspect of GTD which the the perspective is the horizons of focus model or mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you can take us from the top down there from and 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 then then stop at areas of focus and we can you know <laughs> use that as a as a way to to continue there's sort of like a repetition loris you're good at this hey go do yeah you can see so so for those of you listening and watching you can see morton is good at delegating oh, so yeah, just really delegate. that's that. how you get room in your calendar you delegate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but the, the horizon of focus oh, at no. the top horizon five meaning purpose and uh, principle so what's the purpose for you what's the purpose for the organization what are the principles surrounding this that's what we would capture on horizon number five horizon four is vision so what does it look like ideally when when you live out this purpose and what is the ideal scenario uh, what would things look like ideally if we go three five ten twenty years however far you want to go into the future and try to describe that in in the vision section level below that is horizon three is goals um which is typically one to two years into the future so what are you committed to actually achieving there and these can again be both personal and professional and just below that, horizon two areas of focus and accountability. So what are you responsible for at maintaining at certain standards? What do you have your attention on? What are you what are you focused on personally, for example? So this could be, you know, financial things, uh, health things, uh, family, properties, whatever it might be on a personal level. And work related is all the, the stuff going on right now. What are you responsible for in your current position? Yeah, and and for those of you who have not made that connection yet, is that if you are not aware of your areas of focus and responsibility, uh, especially in work, you know your your job, 
uh, that is going to give you problems. Mm, mm. Mainly because you don't know what you're committed to do. You don't, you don't know what you are measured on. And if you don't know what you are committed to do or what or you, what you should be committed to do, if that's, you know, you don't know this, how can you know that you're doing a good job? Mm. That's not possible. So, so to identify or update your areas of focus at work, and you can do that on your own or with your superior, to make sure that you have a clear image, a clear picture of what is what am I responsible for, uh, what areas am I responsible for, so that you know that if I maintain this, I'm doing a good job. When you do that exercise, you might understand that I have too much to do then you will understand, do you have too much to do? Yes. Because you, you can very easily say that when you make, for instance, let's say you are um, making this as a, you can, you can do it as an exercise, on a, like a list on a, on a, in a Word document, or you can do it as a, a mind map. But when you do that, you can go as deep as you need to, to get as, you know, as wide a picture of, let's say that you are uh, you have marketing is your responsibility what does that entail what areas under marketing is you know specifically would you like to maintain and um and the the what i see so many times so so many times is if people don't have this but take the time to make this overview a lot of uh, you know it starts start to you know the bulbs start coming in in their brain because they will mm. understand that i have too much to do i have too many areas to focus or they're not they are unclear to me so i don't know actually i don't actually know what i'm i'm um, if i'm working on the right things and mm. um I, I guess you've seen the same thing, is that when, yeah, when that's the clarity no, comes, the, it's yeah, mm, certainly, the coin certainly. drops. And, and just a quick, uh, quick, quick reference back to an earlier episode, um, episode 59, the first episode of this year is where we dive into areas of focus. Uh, so highly recommend you go back and watch that, find yeah. that on, on YouTube or, or in your uh, podcast player. Yeah. No, but I just recently, um, I'm working with a, a coaching client right now who actually you know, just use this. He has a, a new boss. He has too much to do. He, mm. he knows that. Uh, both people know that. And mm. uh, so, so they actually walk through the areas of focus. So he, we, we drafted this together in a coaching session. He brought that with him to a, a discussion with his boss. They looked through it. Mm. Uh, more recently, they revisited that, but actually from a project level. So, mm. so he had, uh, you know, um, up on the wall, A3 size paper, uh, one post-it one project name trying to place them all in just you know simplified categories such as you know to do right now urgent do if you have the time and last category was to to drop this mm -hmm. <laughs> and then trying to place them and it just was so nice and visual and, and clear for mm -hmm. for 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 the boss and for him that you know mm -hmm. we're not going to get all this done and no. you know get as much done as you can but mm -hmm. you know the reality is that um that this is the budget. This is how much we have, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, available uh, manpower to mm. to do. So we'll do it as best as we can. Mm. But it's so nice to to get that level of clarity, like you say, especially on the areas of focus. It's just I I love walking through that with the coaching clients. I love it when we get to work more with people. As as uh, some of you listening probably know, that we focus on you know ground level next actions and, and calendar, and we focus on horizon one meaning projects when we start off with GTD. Mm. But just that one level above it just. Yeah. 
you know, it gives so much more clarity. It opens up more, so more, much more easily for the higher horizons as well. That it just starts to all connect up in in mm. such a nice way that I, you know, always try to in, inspire people to to play with that. Yeah. But um, especially the project level as well, uh, as as was mentioned in the the question as well. You know, when you see that big projects list, mm. when you see that long list of things, yeah. you see your calendar, you see your areas of focus. There's some thinking that needs to go into this in, in, in finding the right level for you and how much you can actually get done in, in a mm. given week or over time. Mm. And and the, the idea of making you know the, um, the areas of focus overview is that you now will be able to, to say yes or no to projects easier or more easier. Is that possible? <laughs> sure. Easily? Uh, <laughs> is the word I'm looking for. Uh, but yeah, the more easily you can uh, can then attach your project to an area focus or understand that an area focus is not maintained at a level you would like, at a standard you like, so you have to uh, create a project, project to maintain that. Um, that also, you know, that overview creates um, uh, an, an idea if you have too much to do. And mm. uh, and it, it becomes very visual. And I when I do my keynotes and seminars, sometimes I talk about the, you, you, which which person do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who are who comes to uh, you know the superior and tell uh, uh, him or she that ah uh, I have too much to do. I'm so stressed. Uh, I don't know what to do. And then the boss asks, uh, okay, how much do you have to do? Show me. And I said, I don't know. But I too just just it's just too much. You know, mm. and this is the classical um, victim responder. Yeah. Um, um, I, you know, the the the, the worst place to be. But it is fairly easy. As if you are, a, a, you want to be a GGD or is to start capturing everything that has your attention, clarify and organize them into a system. You will have them when you clarify and organize. You will get them into your projects list whatever projects you have and when you want to be maybe number you know the the person b that, that comes to the the superior saying that um i'm um, you know uh, i have too much to do and then, then the boss asks oh, okay what do you have to do i have this and then lay out the land of mm -hmm. all the projects that you have or are responsible for uh, and if possible and link them to your areas of focus to make sure that you know the boss understands that this is actually something you are committed to do and then ask the boss what needs to go yeah, because if some something don't go, I will go. Maybe you will tell. No, I don't know uh, what you will tell. But, but no, no, but it and, is, and it takes yeah. time. It yeah. really takes time to get that built up. So be sure, those mm. of you starting out trying to build this again, the projects list is essential to get get that kind of overview and being mm. able to discuss your work. Uh, but be sure to know that it takes time to get yeah. to that right level. So mm. the people that I spoke to this morning, you know, they've been working with GTD since the seminar for about six months, I think, and they were yeah. at the right level now where it started to make sense to to mm. level up a bit. But it really takes time to get to that uh, that right stage. Um, and often you'll find that, you know, when you start to get that clear overview, you'll find that there's too much to do. And yeah. I think that I guess leads us to very nicely to the, exactly. to the first question that I that I mentioned yeah. from from Gregory. Um, what do you do when you have too much to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how, how do you how do you then manage that? Yeah. Um, and I've mentioned at least if if I could go maybe from my personal perspective, uh, perspective, mm -hmm. this is something that I've been working on for a long time. I am very good at underestimating the ongoing maintenance, making sure that things are maintained to the standards that I want. Um, that sort of day to day routine chores uh, kind of things, I tend to overlook how much time that takes. And that mm. means that I 
you know, my projects list would be too long, leading me to feel, you know, bad about which things that I'm, I'm not moving forward on. So really, that that's, you know, it continues to be a part of my work with GTD is to try to keep that number of projects that are active mm. to the right level. Really, yeah. you know, keeping at the right uh, amount for, for me at any given time. Mm. And and you will be, or we will be, as human beings, the, the worst, uh, you know, the worst bosses inside your head. Because mm. uh, you will beat yourself up for everything you don't do. Uh, and uh, and I called uh, the project and the whole, I remember I was, to be honest, and he, um, Gregory, he asks, where do we, where, where do you find that? And to be honest, I don't remember <laughs> where, where it is in the, in David's books, but I remember first time I was, um, I was presented to this. It was during my uh, um, training to become a master trainer. Um, Meg Edwards, um, who then used to work for for David Allen Company as a as a coach and and, and trainer, mm-hmm. uh, she she introduced me to the project on hold, and I found that to be, uh, you know, a little curious uh, at the time. But as as I understood what purposes it serves, it becomes like a jewel. Uh, in the in your toolbox of getting things done, mm. and um, and it is the sanity tool for you. Make sure that you are doing most of the right things at the same time as you maintain a feeling of of being in control and feeling of uh, succeeding in your work and feeling that you are a master of your world. Uh, because sometimes you have too much to do. And what you do, you take lists from your active project list and move them to a project on hold. You find the ones that are are, are um, not urgent or important, the least urgent, least important, you move to the project on hold. That, but that does not mean that you will not do it, but you will not do it right now. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that you have an appropriate measure of things you have committed to do so that you are actually doing progress. We talked about the co- combine harvester before my image of this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which episode that was, like 100 years ago, it feels. But I have <laughs> uh, my combine harvester is if you have a wide a cutter or a narrow cutter, a narrow cutter of uh, um, will cut um, a, sh- a s- smaller amount of um, next action, but you will f- fulfill your projects faster if you don't have too many active projects. And uh, the, it's I, c- I call the project in the whole as it is a sanity tool, but it's also um, a speed tool. So if you want to move faster, then remove projects from and uh, focus on what's on your active projects, and then you can move them f- uh, faster. Uh, mm. And uh, if you have you know want to slow down a little, add a few uh, projects. Um, uh, and and do it that way. That's also um, anything to add on that uh, image thinking. No, just that it's and and that's also that was part of Gregory's uh, question I uh, mm. or reflections on this. And I don't know if I, I mentioned it, but he, he says perhaps talk about subcategorizing the someday maybe in general, and that's really what we're doing. Mm. So what people will find is that when they as they get good at GCD, they'll get a good list of projects going on. They mm. will have a, a lot of next actions, and they'll find the need, or maybe they'll discover them on on their own that they have a lot of someday maybes as well. So yeah. projects that the only commitment is to revisit that list on a regular basis to see if they should then activate some of these projects. Yeah. Um, and what you'll find for, for me, that list became long uh, pretty quickly. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are many things that I would like to do at some point, but not right now. And mm. like to keep that list. A lot of cool, fun, inspiring things to, to look through mm. uh, that I might want to do at some point. So you'll find that that, you know, as you start off with GCD, it might be just one one single list. Mm. And as that list builds up and adds up, and, and you go, oh, long list. too much to do. What do I do? <laughs> then maybe you need to subcategorize it. And one <laughs> sort of bigger distinction is that on hold category, which is more of an as soon as I can kind of thing. I know I'm going to do this, but just mm. not right now. Then that, mm. that's where the on hold comes in. And then whatever else you might have on that someday, maybe let's be sure just to to maybe organize them in a way that makes sense mm. for you. Um, I found that for myself, um, it often makes sense for me to most of the things I'll be able to organize by area of focus. So coming yeah. back to that, as you know, uh, an area of focus of mine is uh, the summer house that we have, mm-hmm. uh, all summer house, lots of projects that I could be engaging in. Mm-hmm. Um, that certainly needs a list on its own. So that's yeah. uh, that's how I would normally normally go about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How, how would you organize yours, Mom? No, I, I just have a, it's either active or inactive in my system. So I just pause it and I can then look at all my post projects that becomes my someday maybe. And I, in my active project list, I don't see the past ones. So, but um, I've, I've seen people do the following, which is kind of like an interesting uh, take on this. And remember people, getting things done is not religion. You can break the rules, it's okay. As long as you keep within the framework, you can break the rules. So, so or break, the, and there's no rules, by the way, so it's break <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't have to say that. But, uh, yeah, best practices. But <clears throat> imagine that you can, you can also split someday, maybe up to someday and maybe. You know, where someday is is a little closer. Let's if you take them on a scale that you have active projects in one end, and then you have maybe in the other end. Mm-hmm. So that you say that projects uh, are active, and uh, if they are you know on pause, they are they are act- they will be active sometime in the near future, but just not right now because I have too much on my plate. I use that as a way to to balance my days. Uh, and and then you go for um, someday I will do this, uh, and then maybe which can be a Hmm. fourth category. It's up to you how you will slice and dice this. But remember that whenever you create a new list, it becomes a category you have to look at when you do your weekly review and and, uh, keep it simple, keep it lean, keep it mean, make sure that you're not confusing yourself where you put things. And and Hmm. for the... Uh, you know, for your own sanity, look at your system often and make maintain an overview and control of it. So do your reviews. Yeah. That's a very important part of mm, making sure this exactly. the, everything, uh, you know, fits together. Yeah, and be sure to cross them out as you walk through them in your weekly review. Like you said, mm-hmm. if something does not have your, uh, you know, it shouldn't be on that list anymore, then be sure to get rid of it because yeah. um, that'll often take take time. Um, for me, I also have a, you know, subcategorized into uh, a, a someday maybe monthly and mm. someday maybe yearly yeah. category yeah. where I, I don't need to look at these every week and once a mm. year is fine. I want to, you know, we get a new nice roof on the summer house, but I don't need mm. to consider that every week. So so that's uh, also another layer that I've introduced to my someday maybes. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, you know, people have... Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I've heard from several listeners that they found it interesting to hear our discussions about about uh, the details in our organizing steps and, and uh, yeah. organizing reference material. And so it's interesting to actually hear that we, in this case, we actually have the, the opposite, that I have a, um, a much more detail-organized uh, system when it comes to Sunday maybes than, than you, if I understood yeah. you correctly. Well, it's, uh, it is, uh, you have a more subcategorized than mine it's, hmm. it is for for me it's either active or inactive so so if okay, a project okay. suddenly i understand and this is my i have the the project on hold and but i also have the someday maybe and a project on hold is a folder where i drag um uh, projects to and then uh, um, that will and I will pause them so they don't show up in my normal you know when I do my um, look at my contexts um, mm. so I you know I don't see the next action for the on, on paused or on hold and uh, when I do um, uh, someday maybe which I've, I've actually been very good at cleaning up because I don't know about you but when I started with getting things done it's like I wrote down everything that had my attention that I might someday in the future do which is a good mm -hmm. idea but at some point you understand that you know I, I talk about my you know my what my son taught me uh, you know seriously are you going to do that mm. And then uh, adding your bullshit filter so that you can you can look at that and say that seriously, am I ever going to do that? And more mm. often now that uh, I'm in my 59th year, which means that I you know I really have to focus on on what I need to get done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and I, I that that clarity that comes with is that I, I don't have time for that. I don't want to you know I don't want to to um, focus on that. I, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. And, and let me get rid of that. Mm. And that clarity helps me um, help me make a little more difficult you know decisions than before. Mm, I don't yeah. know that makes sense to you, but yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say it's it's, it's less it's uh, mine is less organized than yours we just you know we're just different <laughs> <laughs> so all right all right so um any uh, final thoughts Lars? before we i think we are going to wrap this puppy up soon Sounds yeah like no a, i think it's just a great great questions um you know it's mm. uh, you know good overall reflection to take a step back and consider how much is on your plate we have to-do lists uh, we'll never get through everything on those lists because new things will show up things we want to engage in new things will be mm. started new projects etc uh, but having a, a good solid level of work that you can get done mm. uh, you know that feeling of control is really something not to be underestimated uh, in yeah. your job satisfaction and how how you enjoy life so mm. really f trying to find that right level is is key and i love that we could could dive into this both from a general perspective and and has as gregory dived into one of the the aspects of okay so where could you then then park things and how could you navigate mm. that so yeah. yeah good questions thanks yeah. and keep keep those questions coming Yes, yes, indeed. I just want to, uh, you know, to wrap this up with a David Allen quote. Um, he says, there's always more to do than there is time. And that is a mm -hmm. truth for a lot of people, myself included. And if you take this and say that, I, do you have too much to do? Yeah, most likely you do. Um, but uh, when you uh, realize that there are always more to do than there is time, you have to prioritize. 
you have to mm. uh, you know let something go and remember that if you say yes to something you say no to something else if you say no to something you say yes to something else make sure that you say yes to the right things and no to the right things hmm. that's yeah, my good one. final thoughts <laughs> Lars will you take us out please then I will wrap up the episode as always with a quick reminder for you to head on over to gtdnordic.com have a look around because there you'll find the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And on each of those sites, you will find articles about GTD, links to the newsletter that you definitely want to subscribe to and, and not unsubscribe from. Uh, groups <laughs> on social media where, you know, inhabitants from the different countries discuss Don't GTD. And the different uh, offerings regarding speeches, coaching and, and seminars, both the virtual and the physical ones. All those you'll find there. If you're outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partners. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. If GTD has made a, a difference in, in your life, then please consider helping us spread the message to more people by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen or sharing episodes with, uh, with a colleague. It, it really helps other people discover and learn GTD, which is why we are here. Yes. Indeed, and uh, before uh, saying my normal words for saying goodbye, head over to gtdsummercamp.com and sign up. Uh, we hope to see you there. And with these words, I would like to say, until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>